Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Intefel of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Intefel is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. For who you are, in the name of the Lord Jesus, amen. Amen. We want to once again recognize the presence of Bishop Hamish in our midst. See it here, Bishop Hamish. Oh, where are Pastor Alex from Action Chapel International. Pastor Alex, if you Action Chapel. Pastor Arnold Dresser from Global Revival. Pastor Arnold from Pastor Kwanza. So many other pastors. God bless you for Amen. coming around. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to continue what I started yesterday. I'm teaching about the cell system as a powerful church growth tool. Pastor Peter, it's good to see you. Hallelujah. Amen. Remember that we are at a church growth conference and God is giving us keys, strategies, his wisdom to go and build large churches. One of the most powerful tools for church growth is the cell system. I shared with you how when uh, we started a church here, at a point the church reduced to very low numbers and the Lord reminded me that I had given you a strategy and you have not implemented it. And we implemented it and since that time we have only seen growth and growth and growth and growth. I heard Dr. Cho make a statement which I have come not only to hear I'm like the people of uh, Samaria who said to the Samaritan woman now we believe not because of what you told us. But we ourselves, we have heard and seen the man and we realize that he is indeed the savior. The Samaritan said, Dr. Cho, the pastor that God has used to build a larger church in the world, says, if you do not run cells in your church, you cannot see a certain level of growth. He said, you grow, but growth in certain levels, he said, you will not experience. And when you hear a man of that stature make such a statement, you must know that God is speaking to you. Acts chapter 2 verse 46 I showed you the scripture that the early church had church in the temple and also in homes and, and yesterday I read from the excerpt of Dr. Cho's book where he told us that the reason why churches are dying today is because pastors today have restricted church to only temple worship and have gone away from church 
in homes. Now, there is the need for us to have church in the temple as well as from house to house. Now, as of a penny young choker said, yet here as only when he said, as of one baby, I saw no sorry den mupe, now so young quite a fear fear and yes or no. So if you desire growth, one of the things that the Lord is saying to you at this conference is that go and start cells in your church. And it is my duty at this conference to help you to understand how this can be done. Hallelujah. Amen. Now yesterday I gave you so many scriptures where we saw the church in houses. Amen. Amen. Why is the cell system powerful? Why, why is it powerful? I don't know Number one, because, because it is the master key of the growth of the church. And then it's a it is the master key of the growth of the church. Now listen to this statement that I'm making. I am convinced beyond every doubt that there is no church growth key that is as potent and as rewarding than cells. Do you know why? Spiritual things are often predicated on natural and physical things. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 16. Now, when God created a human body, God created a human body in such a way that when you break it to its barest Unit, it is made up of cells. Now, I get what I'm saying. When you break up the human body, you know, if I call you up, you know, and call Bishop Hamish, who used to work in the mortuary, to cut you up, you know, and cut you and cut you and cut you to the barest unit, you come to the cell. A group of cells come together to form a tissue. A group of tissues come together to form the different organs of the body. And the different organs of the human body, when I say organs like your kidney, your heart, you know, come together. To form Bishop, yeah. Let's welcome Bishop Matthew Adamensa. Adamensa, but some can see my Bishop Adamensa. Bishop, you are welcome. The different organs in the body come together to form the human being. And one human being is the one who has given birth to all of us more than 7.2 billion. It implies that growth comes from cells. Look at the scripture, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplied, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, make it increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in life. So, when the different parts come together, it brings increase or growth. Look at the NIV. Can I have the NIV? NIV. Verse 16. From him, 
the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows. Hallelujah. Amen. When the cells come together, they bring forth growth. So cells are important because it is the master key to growth. It is the cells that multiply. It is the cells that replicate. It is the cells that become more and bring forth growth. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. I was telling yesterday about our church. When the church dropped from 250 to about 140 in this church. Yes. We saw it. We saw it. And when I cried unto the Lord, the Lord said, you have forgotten that I gave you a strategy. I inspired you with the cell system from Korea in 2007. You used it as a commoner and built a mega church. When you came here, you have decided to go your own way. Go back. I showed you yesterday the scripture in Revelation, uh, Revelation chapter 3. He said, go back to that which you have heard and received and keep it fast. So we started in 1994 and the church just exploded. Hallelujah. Amen. Currently, we have 250 cells in this church. And our aim is to build 500 cells. Apostle, I was telling them how you use the cells to build the Tishi church many years ago. If you have 10 cells and there are 10 people in each of them, that is 100. If you have 20 and you have 10 in them, that is 200. The 800,000 people in Dr. Cho's church are broken down into small, 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 small cells. When you go for the church go conference in Korea, one of the highlights is that you must visit a cell. And when you go there, you see 10 people. Seven people, eight people. It is this number of people that when they come together, they make up the 800,000 people. So receive wisdom in the name of Jesus. May the Lord anoint you for the cells in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Bishop Oye Depot says that. He says, if you do not operate cells as a pastor in your church, you are not building the church according to the pattern of God. Bishop Oye Depot says, well to me, I am sorry when fear fear more, and your botaya when you are not going to be able to do this. You may want to disagree with him. But wisdom is justified by her children. That is what he does in his church. What is the result? And you don't do it. What is the result? There is no substitute for a growing church. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and the good news is that, you know, maybe tonight, when I teach you how to build cells, I will tell you that if you have a church of six people, ten people, twelve people, you can build cells. Now, oh, inipa be ten ana edu ensiya owa soni mumpa ube tumi ashasiye ayasoni wefiefi. Hallelujah! All over the world, when you go to South America, there are churches of hundred thousand people, one fifty thousand people, two hundred thousand people, two hundred and fifty thousand people. All of them operate by cells. 
the only way by which they have been able to grow in that manner is by operating the cells. How Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? Amen. 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 Right. Now, let me talk to you about the benefits of, of the cell system. There are three categories of benefits. Cells benefit your church members. Cells benefit the kingdom of God. And cells benefit the pastor. I want to start with benefits to the pastor. The first benefit of the cell system to the pastor is that his burden of carrying out the ministry to the church members is shared. Hallelujah. Amen. Exodus chapter 18. Exodus chapter 18. Yesterday we read that verse and I'm giving it to you as an assignment again this morning. When Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came to Moses and saw him sitting from dawn to dusk, Canceling people, laying hands on people, certain marital issues, farm uh, quarrels, so many uh, different types of things. He told him the thing that thou doest is not good. Ne embra jetro aye Moses I ask by no. Okay, just say say a juma wu ye wu ni kofone trust em wa. Moses, you alone, you are doing too much. Wu ye be prayeduto. Pastors, listen to me. Pastors, listen to me. One of the reasons why your church is not growing is because you are doing too many things. You are doing too many things. Amen. Eh? Focus on your core duty. What is the role of the fivefold ministry? Ephesians chapter 4, 11 and 12. What is our function? What are we supposed to do? And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, if you look at this scripture with the comments, and the comments were not there. The comments were introduced by the Bible scholars. You get a wrong impression of this scripture. You get the impression that the apostles, the prophets, the pastors, the teachers are there to perfect the saints for the work of the ministry. It's like they are there for three things. That is not a true interpretation of that scripture. When you remove the comments, the scripture says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. Why did he give it to them? for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. The fivefold ministry is there to perfect the saints so that the saints can do the work of the ministry. Hallelujah. Amen. Your work is to train your church members how to do the work. And then they will go out to do the work. That was the pattern of Jesus. In Mark chapter 3, from verse 13, the Bible said that, and he goeth unto a mountain 
and called those whom he would, and they came to him. And of them he chose twelve, that they might be called apostles, and that they might be with him, and that he would send them forth to preach, and to have power to heal sicknesses. He invited them for them to come and be with him so that he would train them and release them to go and preach and to heal the sick. Now, yes, you call me person of offer and conform of my good to me, you know, so I better to know my comacoya and cupuaduma, not Osama Mutumi, some coyajumano. Hallelujah, amen. When you operate the cells, you replicate yourself in your cell leaders. Train them to pray. Train them to evangelize. Train them to visit the sheep. Train them to interact with the sheep. Train them to teach the word of God. And release them among the sheep and into the world to do this work. When you do that, the effect is that you alone will not be running around doing all that and getting tired and therefore seeing little results. Nase, wudan wedi ewo wasor ashafo no mu omuyasor wo fie fie no a omebua mo yejuma se de be ya wonkote wonmre. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why Jethro told Moses, "Listen, you are sitting down here and looking after 3 million people wrong. Set up leaders over a thousand, over hundred, over fifty, over ten. Now, when Moses set up thousand leaders, eh, it means that immediately he began to pastor the three million through three thousand people. Na emra emra Moses eyi penifua omubada enipa empima no no na echire se o hwe nkrofo no so ewo ahwefo no so pastor you are dying you are dying so for who didn't you are working too hard you are working too hard bread in my church most of the work the pastoral care is done by my cell leaders and by my Area pastors. I was sorry, Muno. A Juman and Casano, a year I shall follow me and sorry with a fear for Muno, and yes, of Juman. I'm not the only person who, bar- who are bury people here. My pastors are able to bury people. And you're not paying with Yenipa, as often as Yenipa. I sit down here for my pastors to have weddings, celebrate weddings. But now, my sophono, Eshina, are you for? I don't run around attending every funeral. My pastors call me. They say, Bishop, we have arrived at uh, Aguna Suedu. You know, we brought the body. We are going to bury. This one calls me from home. So, we have just uh, arrived there. We are coming to visit our sister. What is the effect? That is the second benefit to the pastor. The first one I said, the burden is shared. The second benefit is that it releases you, the pastor, to do what you only must do. Hallelujah. Amen. Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. What is the work of the pastor? The work of the pastor is to pray, to wait upon God, to receive revelation, and to share. Also for, where you man is saying, so be clear, I didn't know about fire. No, what's your name? Start from verse one. Start from verse one. Start from verse one. When you are building the church, listen to me, pastors. When you are building the church, what happens is that as the church begins to grow, if you are not careful, the, the, the very growing church will become the enemy that will stop the growth. When you started the church and there were five people, eight people, 
10 people. To visit them was not a problem. To marry them was not a problem. To attend their special uh, ceremonies was not a problem. Now that the church has become 50, 40, 50. Can you imagine? Everybody there has a problem. Everybody there needs a, a visit. Everybody there has a financial problem. So many issues. And they expect that you, the pastor, would attend to each one of them. How are you going to do that? As you force yourself to do that, what happens is that you leave the real work that as a pastor you should do. And it is that real work that brings the growth and the success and the blessing in the ministry. Listen to wisdom. Buy it right now. Buy that wisdom right now. Don't argue with it. When you go back to your church, create cells, train your leaders, let them do the work, and you go to your room and do your real job. And in those days, when a number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a memory of the gracious against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should, we should leave the word of God and serve tables. It is not proper. That is not what you have been called for. Pastors. We are doing the wrong thing. I really want you to understand. You are doing the wrong thing. You are sweeping the church. You are carrying the table. You are arranging the list. You are a superman. You are a superman. You cannot be a superman. God did not call you to be a superman. God called you and gave you people. So that they will share the burden with you, so that you can do your core duty. Listen, give me the NIV, the same verse, the NIV. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, it will not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word in order to wait on tables. Verse 3. Brothers, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them. We will turn this responsibility over to them. And we will give our attention to two things. We will give our attention to two things. To prayer and the ministry of the way. When, when you build cells and you train your cell leaders to know how to care for the sheep. I'm not saying that you don't visit at all or whatever, but I'm talking about the proportion. They do most of it. You will get time to pay attention to your core duty, to prayer and the ministry of the word. Listen to me, pastors. No prayer, no ministry of the word, no church growth. So for se utiti ashefo no a ometumi aye dwuma no se wa mo mpaye ensie nyame asem na asori bi eniwo asori ntumi nyi. A pastor who does not pray is a pastor who cannot have a growing church. Write it down, write it down. Shira tuo. Also for o mo mpaye no sie nyame asem no ontumi ma asori enyi. A pastor who does not pray, a pastor who does not give himself to the ministry of the word, is a pastor 
who cannot have growth in his in his church. Now, I always tell our students in the Bible school, when you see Bishop Dag stand on the crusade platform and you see multitudes of people. The last time he was in Nigeria, in one of the places, there were 500,000 people there. 500,000 people. And you see the blind seeing, totally blind seeing. And you see a dead child coming back to life. You see a fetus, a dead baby in, in the womb that has been declared dead coming back to life. And you see all this amazing miracle. And you see thousands upon thousands of people being saved, not even in Ghana, but in a foreign country. It is not because of the tracks. It is not because of money. It is because of a secret weapon. And the first time I heard Bishop Dark talking about prayer, he said, I prayed seven hours for the first time when I was a student at Achimota School. Many pastors don't pray. So we be mumpire. Mumpire. They don't pray. Your mumpire. The Lord has used Bishop Matthias Adam Ensa to raise up many many people from the dead. When you hear him preaching about faith, you will leave your church and become a follower. What is the secret? By concentrating on your core duty, prayer, and the ministry of the word. I'm talking to you about the benefit of the cells to a pastor. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Immediately, the word of God increased. In the Jerusalem church, the church grew. The church grew. Emra onyamia semuno eye koso na edosu we Jerusalem no asori no eye. In that same verse, look at verse six quickly. Then they presented this man to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread. The number. Of disciples in Jerusalem increase rapidly. Increase rapidly. As only years. There was a correlation between when the disciples gave themselves wholly to studying the word, to catching revelation, to teaching the word of God, to imparting the wisdom of God, and the influx of multitudes. To the church. Amen. Amen. Pastor, your preaching has no effect because you have no time for the word of God. Ezra chapter 7 and verse 10. Many of us are teaching things that have not entered us deeply. In Revelation chapter 10, the angel told, he told uh, John, take the little book and eat it. Eat it. Eat the book. Eat it. We need to eat the word of God. Hallelujah. We need to meditate on it until 
Well, we have received revelation. And then when we speak that revelation to the people of God, it will change them and cause them to continue to fly. But we watch too much television. We watch drama too much. We read newspapers too much. Ezra, the Bible said that for Ezra had devoted himself to the study and the observance of the law of the Lord and to teaching its Decrees and laws in Israel. Before he taught the decrees, the Bible said he devoted himself to the study of it. Yeah. But how can you get time to study the word of God when we are running around all over the place? Because you have to bury this person move here to attend this wedding and then this one's elder's house go there to set an issue pick one, uh, this thing, just move there, you are running and then also you are trying to build, you are also the contractor at the, uh, the construction site and you are just moving so you have no time for the ministry of the way all that burden, you can share it when you create the cells commit them to the cell leaders and then you are free to pay attention to Prayer into the way. And brother Pain, and Obenya Amanya Miasano, it says I will see of you, who ya your foot, I will see of you, a maiden would mean Yamre, where I saw that I was one way of one man contractor. So would mean ya and Breman Pibono, no Sienna Miasana, what's only being. Why was Jesus successful in ministry? I didn't hear you, a city, a war, Was it because he was God? Jesus on earth was a man. Let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus, who, being the form of God, taught it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took on the form of a servant and being functioned in the form of a man. A man. He was a man. I've not, not seen God who is hungry before. Jesus was hungry. The Bible said that God never sleeps. When they were going in the boat, he was asleep. When he was traveling to Samaria and he got to the well, he was thirsty. He was thirsty. He was tired. When he went to the funeral grounds of uh, Lazarus, he cried. He cried. These are not the acts of God. These are the acts of an ordinary man. Jesus! was a man who was tempted in all points as you and I, and yet without any sin. So the question is that, why did the crowds follow him? That brings me to why you must pray. Because when you pray, you become anointed. And when you are anointed, the anointing affects the work. And the anointing is what brings the blessing in your ministry. Church growth is an anointing. I was telling you two days ago, when Apostle Kingsley visits our missions, struggling missions, you see a mission that has been there for a couple of years, 30 people, 25. He spends three weeks, two weeks, one month with them. And I, I, I always ask them, what does he do for... Recently, I was speaking to one missionary that the apostle was of him. I said, when the apostle came, what happened? He said, my church shut up. I think his church went to about 80 or 100 people. But at the time that I was speaking to him, during the ISI, the church had dropped back to about 40. So I was saying, now what happened? He said, when the apostle came, we wake up 5 a.m. and pray to about 10 a.m. 
every day. And I said, what has happened? He said, since he went, I have not been able to continue. And I passed by, you almost sorry, I'm not no, no. Empire, no, no, no. This is a man of prayer. And therefore, he carries an anointing. And the anointing is what brings the growth. Now, let me explain to you how you get anointed. How many of you want to know? Do you really want to know? How you get anointed? Campus at home. Campus early. Sit here. How many of you know that there are some people who use a particular type of body perfume? We use spray, spray be. spray. A particular type. Do you know of people like that? We use spray. I am not one of the with me. I say, what is there? Whatever is there, bring it. Let me just. <laughs> then I'm going. But there are some people. So what happens is that if Pastor Ato is one of those people who uses a particular type of, ah, he is a, you know, of perfume. Listen, I'm showing you how you get anointed. And Pastor Ellie, they are friends. They are friends. Come, Pastor Alfred, sit here. If Pastor Ellie spends two hours in Pastor Atos, please sit very far with Pastor Atos fellowshipping. Talking. Conversing about ministry. Good conference. So many different things. Two hours, three hours, four hours, five hours, seven hours, and then finally they say goodbye to each other. Say goodbye to him. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye. And then Pastor Ellie is going, and their mutual friend is Pastor Alfred. Alfred. When Pastor Ellie moves from him and comes to Pastor Alfred and sits by him, Pastor Alfred will ask. Were you with Pasato? Have you been with Pasato? Why is he asking that question? Because something that is normally on Pasato, something that is normally on Pasato, he is smelling the same thing with him. When you spend time in prayer, waiting upon the Lord, crying upon the Lord, Every day, when you leave the presence of God, what is on God will rub on you. What is on God will rub on you. Now, Jesus prayed all throughout his ministry. And therefore, in Acts chapter 10 and verse 30, the Bible says that how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. Why? For God! For God! was with you. When you spend time with God, God will be with you. And when God is with you, God will bless what you are doing. Are you hands for Jesus Now, the principle works in every area. So those of us who spend a lot of time with television, television rubs on us. Those of us who spend a lot of time listening to radio and empty chatter. Radio and empty chatter rubs on us. Amen. Before Jesus started his ministry, he went into the wilderness and he prayed. Every day, Mark chapter um, 1 verse 35, 
Bible says he rose up early in the morning. Every day, he went to a solitary place and then he prayed. Before he chose his disciples, he prayed. Luke 6:12. He prayed all night. Luke 22, 39 tells us Jesus had a habit of going to some places to pray. Hello? Even before he died, even before he died, even before he died, he prayed three hours. And before his last breath, he prayed for the thief and said, please, he doesn't understand what he's saying. From beginning to end, he prayed. If you want to have crowds following you, if you want the multitudes to follow him, just as they followed Jesus Christ, we must pattern our ministry after that of Jesus. We must give ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And I'm teaching you that one of the most powerful tools that will help you to be able to do that is when you create cells, train your people, allow them to be involved in the work, and then you can have time to pray and to study the work. Bishop Dad has a book like us. It means lay men, lay people, lay pastors, volunteers. He explains in this book why many pastors are not doing well because many of us want to feel the most important person in the church. You want to be the only person who knows how to lay hands. Hello? You want to be the only person who is able to teach the way. One of the things that Bishop Dad has done is that he has raised up his sons to do what he's doing. So for penny at the ten and the result is that you have more people helping you. Bishop Steve was just teaching us about the success of Jacob. Go back to that scripture. Let me show you something. Uh, Genesis 30, verse 25. One of the first steps that Jacob took when he started his ministry was to involve the people around him. The Bible says, Genesis chapter 30, verse 25. All right. After Rachel gave birth to Joseph, Jacob said unto Laban, all that story, go down, go down, go down to when he took his journey. Verse 35. And he removed that day the he goats that were ring straight and spotted and all the she goats that were speckled and spotted and everyone that had some white in it and all the brown among the sheep and gave them into the hands of his sons. He immediately involved his sons. He immediately involved his sons. Involve your sons in what you are doing. Train them. Train them to preach. Train them to teach the word of God. Train them to visit. Train them to cancel. And release them into the work. So that you can have time for your core business. Prayer and the ministry of the way. I cannot overemphasize the importance of prayer to a pastor. Now, 
In Psalm 2 and verse 8, God shows us how to get a ship. He says, Ask of me. How do we ask? Prayer. Ask of me, and I will give you the hidden for thy inheritance and the uttermost part of the earth for thy possession. Ask of me. Bisame. Ask of me. Bisame. Bishop Sam taught us the scripture yesterday, Ezekiel 36, 37. God said that, and I will yet for this, put it up there, I will yet for this be inquired of by the children of Israel to do it for them. Look at the scripture carefully. He said, that said the Lord God, I will yet for this. In other words, I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting for Israel to ask me to do something for them. And then the other problem is that even when we pray as pastors, our prayers sometimes are on other things. Cars, lands, I mean, suits, different things. Oh Lord, my ticket to go and preach. The little time that you have gotten, look at the type of prayer that you are praying. Listen to me. A pastor's prayer is intercession for the work. Jesus taught us and said, when you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Then he said, Say, thy kingdom come. Pastors, we must pray that the kingdom of God will come. That God's church will increase. That sinners will be saved. That people will come into the kingdom. That churches will be planted. That will be anointed to do more for God. Not to pray for money. Not to pray for cars. Because those things are secondary. Ye seek first the kingdom of God. After we have sought the kingdom of God, all these other things shall be added. I'll yet for this be inquired of. Look at me, Pastor. God says, I'm ready. Oh, dear, you have not been asking. Oh, Pastor, what's your lady? Yeah, you have to ask for your lady. God is saying, I am waiting. Will yet for this be inquired of by the house of Israel to do it for them? To do what? To do what? I will increase them with men like a flock. How many of you want to see men like a flock in your church? The Lord used Bishop Dark to start a small church in a classroom. Bishop Dark shall see a classroom that church of few people by the grace of God today have become a multitude of flock all over the nations of the world. And one of the keys is that he's a man of prayer. I'd like to recommend his book to you. How to pray. How to pray. One of the things that he teaches here is what will happen to you if you don't pray. Hello? God is saying, now how many pastors want your church to grow? I am showing you how you'll be able to pray. Create cells. Commit, commit the work to them. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. All of us have made mistakes in life and in ministry. So allow them to make mistakes. What would have happened if Jesus had rejected Peter after his mistake? What would have happened if Jesus had been so mad at Paul that he decided not to save him? Give people opportunity. 
when they make mistakes, you call them aside. Yesterday I was showing you when President Aquila listened to Apollos preach powerfully. The whole church was shouting. They were clapping, shouting. President Aquila was sitting quiet. He said, ah, the man, his doctrine, Akakra. At the end of the service, they called him home. And the Bible said that they instructed him more perfectly in the things of God. They will make mistakes. But it was the debtors, the rejected people in society, the immoral people that David took, polished, and they became the mighty men of David. I have so many benefits of area for a pastor. I'm just giving you these two. Because these are the two critical ones. To allow you time to pray, to study the word, and to minister the word. Yeah. One of the desires of pastor is that you'll be invited to preach somewhere. How do people invite you when they listen to you? Now, There's a bishop in Ukraine every year. He wants Bishop Sam to go and preach in his churches. He just goes there from the day that he lands until he leaves. The man squeezes everything out of him. And every year it's like you must come. The beer or call. So learn how to preach. But learning how to preach starts with your knowledge of the word of God. Hello, are you here? You've gone home. Are you here? You've gone home. You are here fully. Let me end. Go down to the scripture. I'll increase them with men like a flock. Verse 38. As the holy flock, as the flock of Jerusalem in her solemn feast, so shall the waste cities. Be filled with flocks of men. Now, God says that the increase that He's given to you, it will be like what happens when Israel is having the feasts, the festivals in Jerusalem. Ah, when a lot of people gather, God is saying that that is the picture. That is what He wants to do for you. So that the waste cities, the waste cities talk about the empty pews in the church. And the empty chairs and the empty places. When we started building this church in 2008, the whole church was like this. One of the things that I used to do is that because the whole back was empty, so I'll, I'll ask the church members to stand. And then we'll turn and say, Let's go and talk to the chairs. And let's ask God for increase. Listen, when it comes to increase, only God can give it to How many of you know that? I said, no, it's only God that can give it all. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 6, he said, I have planted. Apollos has also done his part. He has also watered. But God gave the increase. As we are evangelizing, as we are building cells, as we are preaching, as we are doing that, and then we are crying unto the Lord, that He Himself will add to the church daily. He Himself Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you have understood the word? Ourselves powerful? Are you going to build cells? Stand to your feet. I want to pray for you for an anointing. Sorry, you know, when I saw. 
Lift up your hands and ask the Lord to anoint you to build cells. Ask the Lord to anoint you to build cells. Ask the Lord to anoint you to build cells. Oh, yes. Lift up your two hands. Speak to the Lord right now, please. Anoint us to build cells. to build cells in our churches in 2001 you brought your servant Dr. David Yongicho into this church he sat in this church he preached in this church this is your servant that you have raised to plant cells and so now lift up your hands we believe that this anointing is lingering here and the anointing that you passed on to Bishop Dad to build cells, area fellowships, bassels. Now, we are ready for it. We are ready for it. Lift up your hands. It's yours. It's mine. Right now. Yes! Yes. 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 So, so, come, come, bro. So, so, come, come, bro. by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International 
Light of the World Cathedral College, opposite the College Main Gate. Our service times are Early Rain Service, 6.30 to 8.15 a.m. Love and Hope Service, Local Languages Services, from 7.30 to 9.30 a.m. Love and Faith Service, from 9.30 to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant Youth Church is also at 9.30 a.m. to 12 noon. Be part of our midweek impartation service this and every Tuesday from 6.15 to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For further prayer and counseling and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884. Or 0543-289-289. God bless you. To glorify your